Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Booster Seat Mark Hyde, and I'm, I'm Chris. Today, guys. And I'm Chris Fuller. I'm and, tall today. And on today's episode, the uh, first week of December, we are going to be talking about uh, what is Advent. And why do we celebrate it? Are you ready for this special occasion? I'm ready, my dude. You ready? Let's go. Bro, why you got to play me like that? Well, I told you I was going to save the joke. Why you got to play me like that? So... In case you all haven't noticed, if you're not watching YouTube, you should probably go because Mark Hyde is about three feet taller than me right now with his booster seat. My uh, booster seat. I, he my, broke the studio chair. Your big butt. So skinny guy in here broke the <laughs> broke the studio chair, but the fat guy standing strong. You know, it's probably because Beth left me with a lot of meatloaf. I think that's it's, really it's what a, it comes down it's to. It's a heavy, hearty because, meal. Because, <laughs> you know, so a couple weeks ago, Beth left me by myself, and she, like, we ate meatloaf that week. We posted it on Facebook group. Sure. And then I had three more meals of meatloaf. Jeez. And, and, I, and I had Sloppy Joe left over, and a whole lot of um, fried up potatoes, so some I, mac and cheese. And then you came in here and broke the chair. And so your boy will probably overate, because um, I don't know what happened. Hardy. But seriously, like meals. I sat in the chair and I'm like, dude, something's not right. Like this feels he's like, weird. He's like, do you hear the pop? And then all of a sudden, a spring goes. He's like, man, what's this? He goes, lift it up. You see the spring popping out the bottom of the it's chair. Got, man, they put these springs up with these cheap staples. Like they yeah, didn't even I screw know. these suckers in. They just well, went. I, I can tell you, it. I'm going to screw it in. <laughs> well, don't don't go too tall no, because no, then no. I don't want to. You only want a half inch. Let's say because if I sit down and I sit on a screw, I think that's worse than a broken chair. So. He'll, say, he'll become Michael Jackson real quick. <laughs> I mean, I love Janelle's kitchen chairs. I mean, I've had great many meals at that table you, with these chairs, you but have, you have. I miss my comfy chair already. Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday, what's today? Friday. So yesterday, uh, we were down at Riley's Children's Hospital all day because we got some some uh, sad news, bad news, depends on how you look at it, um, about Lennox's progress inside of Beth. And we found out that dude's got some heart issues, going to need some surgeries right after he's born. And so we're gonna have a bit of a bit of a bit of a journey, yeah, you know, yeah. with him being born a few hours away, plus having to be down there for um, who, who knows how long. I mean, we we got some good news that it might be better than what it could. Ha- it's better than what it could have been. Sure, it's not worst case scenario, but it's still not good. Yeah. Well, so by this it, point, the kids know. Listen, the data recording. Listen, not many people know, but listen, yeah, it's it. God is a big God. God is ne- a big God. You never know; He could heal it right there. But needless to say, yesterday I sat on comfy chairs all day. Because Beth had two and a half hours of ultrasounds, and then test, and then results, and then this, and then that, and lots of time in the car, and oof. So needless to say, um, your boy's tailbone ain't feeling so good right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Your boy's that's tailbone right. is not feeling so I, good, but we're here, baby. We're podcasting, and I, you little. Yeah, yeah. I gotta You're, apologize. I keep looking at the YouTube, like our, our like, what, okay. what do you call it? Focus here. Well, that's the camera. Those are the people. Focus but like here. our confidence monitor, like you, I, you just look like a midget. I am a midget. You look like a midget. Because you're riding in a booster seat. It's about time you were yay tall to ride this That's ride. Too yay. <laughs> now, I'm officially <laughs> no longer <laughs> knee-high to a grasshopper. I'm like thigh-high to a grasshopper But now. you're still a grass fairy. Anyways. I still am a grass fairy. So uh, I have to pre-apologize. I just ate a bunch of dinner. And so if there's some coffee burps to come later, that's a very real possibility. But, bro, I know I saw in our Facebook group, the Real Talk Christian 
podcast community page. Yo, that group is going fun. That, been fun. Uh, you asked, uh, hey, what should we banter about I tonight? Did. So what are some of those questions, my friend? I am looking them up right now. Okay, so we had some really interesting ones that people have been asking questions about. And, and they're, they're newer listeners to the sure, show. Sure. The cool thing is, is... We have like a hundred and we have a butt ton of episodes. Uh, this is 172 minus the bonus episodes. We have a butt ton of episodes. And so if you ever want to, hey, did Mark before talk about that? Go to the website, RealTalkRichPodcast.com. Oh, yeah. Hit the search button and then you can search the episodes. Just type in Halloween. You know, that was there the one that was a few weeks back. And they just all just Halloween. show up yeah. magically. And so then then they let you know what number you want to listen to. So then you can go listen to it in Spotify. Or yeah. I guess in Spotify, you could do Real Talk Christian Podcast or you and could then just, search the title. You could just click on the episode and, and it gives you. Right there. It gives you all your stuff from Apple Podcasts to YouTube. Mm. To, to but it Podbean. doesn't take you to the direct episode link in all those places because that takes way too much time. Yeah, but it, it gets you close enough. <laughs> it gets you to the place that you want to listen to. Sure. So, anyways, what do we got, my friend? All right, so this question is from Sabrina. And Sabrina. this question is, is, do you want board games or card games? Ooh. Janelle already answered this on the Facebook group, it by the way. It depends, right? So if I'm out camping, I want card games. If I'm away from home, I want card games. If I'm at home, I'm a board game fanatic. Okay, so what's your what's your go-to? Like, what are your top oh, two? Oh, what's your, like your top two. two board games that you're like, let's just whip them out and play it? I would have to say probably uh, Settlers of Catan. Oh, I feel like we've asked this question before on the show. And, I, like about settlers. Uh, I would probably have to say Risk. Yeah, we definitely talked about that one. Both strategy games. Both strategy games. See, I used to be more of a board game guy. That's all we played growing up as kids. Like sure. My mom is a board game person. Like right. Big time board game. But lately, probably since Beth, I've been a lot more into card games. Well, we play a lot of like hand and foot. Yeah. Uh, we play, oh my goodness, what's that other one that I hate? Um, the books and Runs. Books and Runs. We play Books and one Runs. One of these days, we need to get you and Beth over here, and we need to play the Crazy 8 game. Like OG Little Kid Crazy 8? No, 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 no. The, cra- the Crazy 8, like adult version. I'll teach is you is that like Cards Against Humanity? Like no, there's an adult version no, and a kid no, version? No, no, that no, seems kind of awkward. No, 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 no. That no. seems kind of weird. But Dude, no, but, who are you talking to? Um, I ain't one of your bougie friends. Oh, that we're gonna talk about that in a couple weeks. <laughs> we're gonna talk about <laughs> next how, week. How bougie can you be bougie? Anyways. Next week. Next week is how bougie is bougie, bougie for Christians. Is bougie. Okay. Think, so is that next week? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't no, know. I put maybe, my notes maybe in. You it. Maybe it's two weeks. I don't remember. Either way. Anyways. So here's uh so 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 to answer the question for me it's card for you it's board but 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 when we're out. It's it's hundred percent card game. Hundred percent. I agree with that one. Uh, this person said, which we've done this one before. Marvel or DC? So we have done this one before, and I'm a huge DC fan because of Batman. But I have probably gotten more into the Marvel universe lately, and I've really enjoyed some of the storylines they brought forth. Yeah, I, I I like just the Marvel universe. But hundred uh, percent Marvel but, universe. But I like so D- much. I like Marvel. Universe. DC has done some fun things with yeah. the DC universe. I just wish they would do more. Uh, they did a lot with TV shows for a they while did, before Disney started doing the them. TV shows just aren't as good. See, some people just love not. Flash and Arrow yeah, and just, all those. I just thought they drug on the storylines were too slow, or it was like the same episode every week, just a different person. Okay, it's so like, put it. Okay, so it's like watching, um, you know, Gotham. Gotham was pretty good the first couple of seasons. Okay, and then just I, kinda, I, I've never seen a single episode. And then episode. it kind of just droned on because it was like, okay, it's the same thing. Okay, it's the same thing. Okay, it's the same thing. And it's just like, all right. Did, I'm, but I'm did Arrow feel like that? And I did not yeah, even watch yeah, those. Yep, it definitely did. See, I so. never, never watched a single one. So, anyways, put it this way: if if one's coming to the theaters and I have to choose one or the other, it's a Marvel movie. So, so Marvel, Marvel is Marvel, probably yep. a, the better universe. All right, I got two more fun questions. Two more. This one is more of a serious one. The next one, I think, we'll have fun with. So Amanda wants to know, 
Um, if you hadn't chose the profession you are in right now, what would your dream profession be? Uh, actor. Really? Some t- type of actor. Dude, Marvel I, or DC? I'm a, I'm a drama. <laughs> I'm a drama kid. Yeah, drama king. I, He's a drama king, guys. Well, that too. He's a drama king. But uh, I, I lo- feelings get hurt. I love. Dra- I love doing dramatic stuff all the time. I mean, that's just Which, me. Were you part so, of the drama club? Like that was up yeah. in Isles and whatnot? Well, it, I was part of the homeschool the drama. Homeschooling, yeah. yeah. The homeschool drama club. Uh, there's one down in Bremen. Is that the one you were a part of? Or they is, were actually, the it was this whole Michiana was like all one drama gotcha. club. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so you would definitely be in some sort of theater or drama. Yeah, probably. Musical or like um, theater? I do enjoy musicals. Do yes, you? Okay. I do. I thoroughly do. Uh, that would probably be like, so we went and saw earlier this year, we took the girls to go see uh, at Bethel, the uh, Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. uh, musical play. And I was just like, I know what they're doing back there. And that's, this is what I'd be doing. And I'm sitting here like reliving my the glory days in these people. And the I'm glory like, days. man, that was so much fun. But like when Janelle and I were first dating, uh, I used to take her to plays and, and dramas all the time. I or the to the musicals and stuff all the time. I love doing that kind of That's stuff. That's cool. I'm very cultured. You you, you is cultured. I, I like bougie coffee and, and and I like to go to the the ballet. <laughs> <laughs> I wow, do enjoy. You are, I do you are enjoy a man the ballet. Fit for the crown. I do enjoy the ballet. Do you really enjoy the ballet? I do. I'm impressed I, by it. I really, really, but I don't really care. Really want to go to the Nutcracker this year. I really, really at, do. at the Morris. Yes. Uh, Beth went I, last year. That is with, probably with one of my favorite ballets. Speaking of Christmas. See, yeah. I like I love musicals. Like Hamilton, I watched Hamilton again today. And I wasn't I, very impressed. And with I know that, what's maybe I would be if I was like there watching it. Did you watch did you watch it? I watched it on TV. So here's the thing, right? When Dude, I, I cry wait, I'll, almost cry every time. When, I almost cried again. When I watch musicals and plays on TV, they don't hit me like they do if I'm in the audience. Okay. That's I'm fair. one of those people. Like I, I so do want to go me, see Hamilton. It, I want to go see Hamilton. It may hit me if I went and saw it. Yeah, I would love to go see Hamilton. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, I watched Hamilton again today nice. just because I, I I had to. Someone made a post about it. I'm like, it's going down. And I had watched it when George Washington was talking about like uh one last time at the very end, I'm like, don't cry, man. And then when his when his, when Alexander Hamilton's son, you know, died in the duel, almost cried again. And then at the very end, almost cried again. And I'm like, this ain't okay. I'm trying to work. <laughs> Well, you're a big it's just emotional. Like it's right. emotional. But What's our last question? I didn't fast. answer. Oh, I'm sorry. My dream profession? I'm sorry. I don't know because like the goal is always to be a pastor for me. Like that was the goal. Like undergrad, graduate school, all the things was you, always pointing to be a pastor. I, I can already say it. All right. You'd just be an influencer. That's what you'd be. So what I do? No, 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 no. Because I'm talking about like big influencers. Like not, Trey Kennedy or not, like. Not like the little stuff we do. Like, you mean like the Alan Parr and the. Yeah. Yeah. Like that type of pastor like influencer. Okay. So I would love to do more of a, the type of stuff that Preston Sprinkle does like with Q. Not. Yeah. Not you Q would not, be like, a, like Q. You would probably do good like a Justin Briley type. Type I thing. would thoroughly enjoy that. Like I getting, would enjoy every second getting of that. two two sides Actually, in to go at it with each other, dude. I've listened to a lot of Justin Bradley this week. Let's just put it that I way. I love me some Justin Bradley too, man. He's so good. Anyways, but so, so but yeah. I did talk with Beth because I'm like, man, because we were listening to Bobby Bones the other morning, you know, and I'm like, I think I would love to do something like Bobby Bones. How cool would it be if RTC could start? We're not doing it. Do not quote me of like multiple times per week, and we're just hanging out uh, for like four hours every day, and the, that was our job. The only that way would be awesome. The only way that that could happen is if we started getting an income like Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> I mean, we would have to have so much because it would have to be ridiculous. I mean, we'd have to have a staff. Honestly, we would. We'd have to have like so right now, and I know people get frustrated with us. Like we don't always get back to people 
And sometimes we forget about but emails. But it's literally just us it's, and Janelle. It's just us. And, well, Janelle doesn't even answer, really. I mean, she will in the Facebook group, but most of the time it's like the only thing she does is like send out packages for us. Which is like, awesome. But, like, if, but if we don't put it in, <laughs> then she doesn't take them out. That's but, true. So That's true. But, you know, most most bigger podcasts – uh, have whole staffs, and we don't have we we don't have that. But no, I I agree. We're, I think in my dream profession, I would say something legit like with radio or hardcore podcasting. Yeah, definitely. That's, I could see you and doing something like that, some type of big time influencer. So, so you ready for the fun question that we could fight right. about and talk about literally for an entire episode? Okay, I will. Favorite nineties and two thousands rock band. Ooh, rock. Wait, Christian or like Christian, Christian rock? rock sorry, yes, rock. Christian rock. And and the further he says, examples, Audio A, Reliant K, Newsboys, or anything else you can think of. And my answer is very simple. Wait, you can't add Newsboys in it. They were. Pop. I know they're they were a little pop. different, they but they got pop. a little rock though. They're they're like the weird alternative stuff from down under. You know, nah. I don't know. Uh, but mine is OG Hawk Nelson. With, Je- so with Jason Dunn, not I, the new stuff with with uh, Steingard, but the I OG really Hawk Nelson. Like the OG Hawk Nelson. Letters to the president, baby. You know, he started a second but band. I would probably say, if it's I had really to go good. by back in the day, it probably would have been 12 Stones Ooh. or Reliant K. I'm surprised you didn't say Switchfoot, to be honest with you. You know, I did love Switchfoot. I absolutely love Switchfoot, but I wouldn't have considered them the best. They were good. But they they're probably, they're, they're, but they're they like, the best, in my they're opinion. They're like the U2 of Christian music. They're still kicking and still making movies now. Well, yeah, but so touring. Is, they're coming to South Bend. I think isn't Reliant K might be still putting uh, out some stuff They were touring a couple years ago. Yeah, right. So, um, but yeah, you know, th- those would probably be my But my picks. favorite, is awesome. my favorite was OG Hawk Nelson. Now, if we're going to go to heavy metal, it's probably becoming the archetype. Like OG That's a, 90s, is that one of Soche's big bands too that he uh, likes? I don't know. I, I think Soche, I know, you like that one, right? I know he has heard them i don't know if he walls likes at the them. gate is his favorite yeah. but that's recent under oath oh under gee oath. not the oh, dude yeah. yeah when they dropped their new cd like recently they were like oh under oath is back and there was an f-bomb in the first five seconds yeah. we're like um, i'm talking old we school. got questions <laughs> i'm talking about late 90s <laughs> early, youth two, group. early 2000s under oath yeah i mean there was the almost there like that whole tooth and nail anything tooth yeah, and nail pretty man. much yeah um emery that was yeah, a good Emory one. Stellar Car, I love Stellar Car. Thousand Foot Crutch. Okay. Thousand Foot Crutch was all right. I preferred Skillet, FM Static, Skillet was, though. OG Skillet was really OG good. OG Skillet. I, don't, I can't say I, I've enjoyed their newer stuff, though. I just. I like their newer stuff. It's okay. But, but you know who really rocked? Barlow Girl. Barlow yes. Girl and Fireflight. Those two Fireflight girl boys. Fireflight was fantastic. So I actually had, a, I had an opportunity to meet Firefly. Remember the Super Chick song, Barlow Girl? All the boys in the oh, band yeah. want a valentine I met, from a Barlow Girl. But I met Firefly. At Pulse Fest? No, at... Because um, they were at Pulse Fest. Venetian Fest. Remember the Venetian, Venetian Fest? It was in St. Joe, Michigan. No, I've never heard of so, this one. So uh, Paul's old band opened up for him, but their bassist couldn't play, so they had me play bass, and we sat backstage and just shot the breeze with Fireflight. It was awesome. It was like the coolest experience. So ever. you actually got to hang out with to, them. I got to hang out with Fireflight. You know, you know, um, if they we, were so down to if earth, we, too. If we had Engetti again this year, um, can we do that, uh, please, Matt? I just backstage, want, I want to go please? do like the backstage like interviews that they they can put that up on the jump, so jumbo awesome. truck, like just me and you. And or like to be them. honest, we're gonna th- or just throw this out there. We'll create extra content. We'll bring the camera. Listen, we'll set up the stuff. We'll record all the all the stuff for you guys go- for socials. The good thing is, right, is we're mobile, baby. We're willing to do it for we're free. Mobile, <laughs> we're mobile, baby. We're really willing to do it for free for you. <laughs> you know, Beth and I were kicking around an idea of should Engetti be like the annual RTC meetup where she cooks all of her, she cooks all of her meatloaf. And then I think it should. I think we should do something like uh, that. Then Janiel's got to cook something. 
Janelle's got a lot of recipes. She does got a lot. But I'm trying to think of like, what was like the signature one that you always freaked out about? That was super unhealthy. The chicken crack, yes. man. The so chicken we have crack. chicken crack and meatloaf. There we go. And then we drink coffee Dude, all day long. Chicken crack. And we, it's already at a campground, so it's already a place for us to sleep. Oh, and yeah. then they have a whole chapel for us to hang out in. Oh, that'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. All right. So let's dive in. The coffee we're drinking, I don't remember what co- <laughs> coffee is. It was literally the leftover scraps. Janelle goes, hey, I just want to let you know the last of the coffee is in the pot. I go, okay, I guess you got to go to. Now I feel bad because I, I could have brought some really good stuff. No, I said, well, I guess you got to go to Walmart and get some Dunkin' because that's like the only other co- store-bought coffee I can actually tolerate. I thought you like Kalamazoo coffee, though. I do. I do from Martin's, but she was going, she's yeah, going to Walmart. Walmart. It's all, yeah, it's all, all Dunkin'. It's like, just buy Dunkin'. Yep. At, at Walmart, you buy Dunkin'. That's it. Like, or, original Dunkin', not not just original Dunkin', and I'll be good. Because yep. I could drink that black all day long. But, yeah. But, no, but I just, so uh, yesterday when we were in India, of course, I had to go back to Quills. So I went sure, back to Quills sure, Coffee. Sure, sure. So I picked me up some Quills. I got a little bit of Onyx still at home. I got uh, Four Horsemen blend from uh, Stop and Chocolate at home. I got, um... Ooh, Embassy Roasters in Goshen. I have their decaf. Nice. It's really yummy. See, I could have brought stuff, bro. It's all good. It's all good. Stuff. So, so we're just drinking caffeinated, uh, warm goodness, good goodness, good, 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 good it's goodness. A little, it's a little weak, but it's we. I prefer. I like it a little weak, though. You know me. Yeah. I like mine a little weaker. You like it a lot more watery than I do. That's yep. okay. I like it. Bright. I like it. I like it to be run several times through the yum yum machine. Mm-mm. I like With, pour over I like, baby. I like give me that V six. I like the full body. Mm. Anyways, so uh, the review that we have. Uh, comes in from Noel CP, right? Uh, no, Noel, no, Noel. I'm I guessing, am I'm going, not assuming anything. I'm going to go N O E L C P. I'm going to go Noel CP is what I'm going. Or with. I have a friend named Noe. It's N O E, Noe L C P. No elk P. How about that? <laughs> Just totally butcher it. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, it says no pee. No pee. Five, five star reviews has my favorite. I love listening to you guys on my way to work every morning. Y'all make my day. And hopefully you're okay with us making fun of the handle because that's that, what we do when we're uncomfortable. That's, that's when we don't know what to do. <laughs> We revert to that. Oh, good. But, bro, we are officially in the Christmas season. We Thanksgiving are. is bygones. It is December, which means it's uh, my birthday month. It's my birth month, December 19th, baby. And it's also um, Jesus's birthday celebration, well, too. So, got to keep things yeah, in order, proper yeah, perspective, yeah. you know? Sh- but we're sure. officially in December. Yeah, so... You know, I was mulling over this week of like, all right, you know, <clears throat> we're time of recording. We always got to do this. Hit out your bingo card. If you ain't got one, uh, go to the Facebook page to get it. Uh, time of recording is October 18th or 28th. I almost said 18th. Wow, well, 18th. No, 28th, man. The 28th. We're um, going trick-or-treating Monday. What are you doing? Uh, not that. Uh, happy Reformation Day. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, so I was mulling over what should we podcast about, and I'm like, well, it's... First week of December, and then I started thinking about church. I'm like, oh, it's the first week of Advent. Okay. Well, you know, do people really know what, what Advent is, where it came from, and why we actually celebrate it? Because let's talk about that. Because then, I'm, huh? I'm not sure people do. And so let's talk about it. Especially if you're a part of church tradition that does does Advent every single year. Maybe you don't so know. So I didn't know what Advent was. Um and we first started coming to South. I mean, we did it at my other churches, but like it was Southside when South I really Southside is I, a tradition. We when do I really Advent. when I really dug into it, uh that's when I was like, oh, okay, I'll figure out what the heck Advent is. And I do want to pause and just say this. Wait till the end of the episode because we're doing something special for RTC for Advent this season. So you gotta wait yeah. till the end and we're gonna tell you about it. All right. So let's uh, jump. In. As we jump in, let's start off with your favorite, Diedrich Bonhoeffer. Whoop, whoop. I know that's one of your favorite. Uh, Costly Grace, baby. 
you're one of theologians. I love we'll, me some we'll, call him a the, he, we'll call him a theologian. He he's a theologian. He's a theologian and so, a spy. He's pretty dope. So uh, he said the celebration of Advent is possibly only to those who are tr- uh, troubled are who are troubled in soul, who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. The celebration of Advent is only is only possible. possible. It is possible, possible only, only to, to those who are troubled in soul. Troubled in soul. Who know, themse- words. who know themselves to be poor and imperfect and who look forward to some something greater to come. Which you're probably wondering, uh, what? <laughs> and I'm going to go, you're going to find out why. So why does he say it's it's made for those who are troubled and so and why are they look? What are they looking forward to? Well, what is Advent, right? The word Advent is derived from the Latin word Adventus, meaning coming, which is a translation of the Greek word parousia. So, Advent from the Latin Adventius in the Christian church calendar is the period of preparation for the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ at Christmas, and also the preparation for the second coming of Christ. In Western churches, Advent begins on the Sunday nearest to November 30th, or St. Andrew's Day, and is in the beginning of the liturgical year. In many Eastern churches, the Nativity Fast is a similar period of penance and preparation that occurs during the 40 days before Christmas. The liturgical meaning of the Advent season referred to the dual coming of Jesus. Then, Roman Catholicism, the tradition the traditional liturgical color. Thank you. Liturgical color for the Advent is violet. Many Protestant denominations have adopted blue or purple. Which, if you see their robes or the banners in a church and they're purple, it's because it's for the Advent. Right, exactly. I think Green's Easter, right? So the third Sunday of Advent, known as Gaudet, Gaudet, I think, Gaudet, maybe it's Gaudet, Sunday, is commonly marked by the use of a rose colored vestment and candles yep and so, it's funny so we had a lot of catholic or people who left the catholic faith and became part of south side sure and they would get really mad when um people would not light the candles in order because it's purple purple and pink. then pink and, and then, then purple, purple and then and white. Then white right well not everybody does white either and we'll wait, get wait, into really that. and we'll get into that really hold up hold up really we're, we're gonna get into okay, it okay i'm ready so i'm ready t- Today, the season of Advent lasts for four Sundays leading up to Christmas. Advent begins on the Sunday that falls between November 27th and December 3rd. Advent 2022 begins on Sunday, November 27th. So actually, we might be actually, yeah, this is the first kind of full week. Uh, it ends on Saturday, December 24th. Advent symbolizes the present situation of the church in these quote-unquote, last days, Acts 2.17 and Hebrews 1.2, as God's people wait for the return of Christ in glory to consummate his eternal kingdom. The church is in a similar situation to Israel at the end of the Old Testament, in exile, waiting and hoping in prayerful expectation for the coming of the Messiah. Israel looked back to God's past gracious actions on their behalf and leading them out of the, uh, I'm sorry, leading them out of Egypt in the Exodus. And on this basis, they called for God once again to act for them. In the same way, the church during Advent looks back upon Christ's coming in celebration while at the same time looking forward in eager anticipation to the coming of Christ's kingdom when he returns for his people. In this light, the Advent hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, perfectly represents the church's cry during the Advent season. Hmm. So, 
Louis, Louis Giglio says the word Advent means expectation. Uh, what Advent can do for uh, uh, for us is create a sense of hope. So as we kind of see what is Advent, it's that process. It's that time where we recognize um, Christ's birth, uh, Christ coming as the Messiah. So, the you know, the first coming and then looking forward to the second coming. Yeah, I mean, I kind of think about it kind of like, I mean, they referenced it a little bit here with the Israelites where, you know, the Israelites were really, really, really good at having feasts and celebration, right? right? You know, they would do a Passover was probably the biggest one that we all know of because that was the time that God brought them out of Egypt. Right. And so Passover was them looking back and remembering what God did, but also looking forward to the ultimate Messiah as sure. well. So it's kind of like they were saved then, they will be saved now. Um, same for like uh, the the feast when, um, when Esther when Esther protected the Israelites and walked into um, was it King Darius? No, King Darius no. was was Daniel. It was uh, Agrippa. Nope, that was oh, New Testament. Man. Xerxes. Was it already Xerxes? 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 Maybe I don't know. But but when Esther saved the Maybe. people, like yeah. then they started celebrating. That might be. It was that's uh, Hanukkah was the no. Maccabean period. Hanukkah. There's yes, another right. feast though that comes out of Esther that so, they do, and then they Ramadan. Maybe, maybe, maybe it wasn't the feast. It's not the feast of tabernacles. Nope. It's not the because Jesus Passover, celebrated the fast. The 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 feast, the feast of tabernacles. Of tabernacles. Yeah. yeah, right. It's not the. Uh, oh, I don't know. But but then, I've got a whole feast book have, over there somewhere. But then you have. Um, then you have Hanukkah, which is pretty much during the Maccabean period, I believe, right? right. The intertestamental so they, they, period. Yeah, so they were during a war. The Maccabeans they only had enough oil for for their candle or for their light to last one day, but that oil was stretched out into eight days, which is why the menorah has eight candles in which they light each right. day. Right, and so the Jews would have all these celebratory events to remember what God did, but they all ultimately point to the ultimate Messiah and the ultimate return and God protecting his people. Right. And if we start thinking, like, you know, the sense of hope, what that hope is, you know, Advent should be a time where we're looking back on Jesus actually coming, which then his, signifies his, everything well, before it, it's his death or it's his, uh, I'm sorry. It's his birth, his death and resurrection. And then his future coming. Cause he died. And we looked, we looked forward to his resurrection and then his future coming, the second coming. Mm -hmm. So what is the history of Advent though? So we've kind of talked about what it is. Where did it come from? So this is where we're going to take the way back train. And then we're going to look at the way back. Train. What does Advent look like today? Uh, so the earliest dating of Advent is impossible to determine. The start of Easter in Christian history is far more obviously tied to the Passover, albeit with different methods for dating. And Christmas came to be associated with the birth of Christ as a result of it following during the uh, December solstice, the darkest day of the year in the northern hemisphere. The coming of the light of the world made a lot of sense in so much darkness. Within a few centuries of church history, both Easter, Easter and Christmas took on special meaning due to their use in, I can't even say, commemorating, thank you, the life of Jesus. I'm having a real hard time today. Um, in the early centuries of the church, Advent almost certainly arose as a result of fixed dating of Christmas. Uh, once December 25th became Christmas, it was the center of gravity for the later half of the year, a perfect balance to Easter in the first half. In this way, Advent took on the significance, uh, took on significance the same way Lent did. Both were preparation for the more significant season on the horizon. By the fourth century, the first written evidence of Advent is found in modern Spain and Europe, Hispania and Gaul. Probably the earliest official mention of the Advent practices 
come as the Council of Sargosa in AD 380, met to answer a Gnostic-inspired movement called Priscillism. The heresy essentially held to a harsh form of dualism, light versus dark, body versus soul. I'm going to add in here yin versus yang. Well, I say, yeah, but that's exactly what I was thinking too, right? Karma, the physical all versus that stuff, the, right. the spiritual, yeah. Uh, so perhaps the celebration of the incarnate made theolo- uh, theological sense as a counterbalance to this heresy. The council was not committed to any specific date, dating of Advent, though, and only suggested people attend church daily between December tw- 17th and the 29th. By the 5th and 6th centuries, more, uh, more firm dating of the Advent season can be found in historical records, as well as the Advent sermon series. Unlike modern Advent ceremonies, most celebrations of Advent in history had a twin focus. Hmm. The Latin word Adventi- uh, Adventus was the translation of the Greek parousia, which we just discussed, a word used for both the coming of Christ in human flesh and the second coming. Advent then always tended to focus on both. For the first two weeks of Advent, the church would reflect on the second coming. Disciples would chasten their hearts, confess sins, and spend time hoping for the quick coming of the Lord. The last two weeks of Advent would then transition to focus on the first, parousia, uh, parousia, or whatever the heck it is, uh, Christ in the manger. The double meaning in Advent history signals an important reality in the liturgical calendar. Advent and Christmas are never held as a full reenactment of the life of Christ, but point to our place between the resurrection and the second coming. Advent and Christmas are not merely about the coming of Jesus, but about everything since the birth of Jesus. And that comes from the uh, Gospel Coalition, actually. I thought it was a nice little article. Yeah, it's kind of cool where you, you know, a lot of times, though, and maybe that's what we'll talk about today and here just a little bit. It seems like so many times now our Christmas seasons are so focused on retelling the birth story, retelling the major scenes, sure. and retelling all these different things. So is that a bad thing for us to do to constantly remind ourselves in that, you know, what's the, what's the, what's the meaning of Christmas? Oh, we remember when Jesus came. Like, is that. So, so if you look at it, right. So uh, for, for Christmas, we remember when Jesus, we, we celebrate, should I say, when Jesus was born, mm-hmm. we, we, we do that. Remember it's Easter. We, we remember when he died, but that's it. Right. And so Advent was created to say, Hey, we're not just thankful and looking back and, and doing these fastings back then um, just for the, the birth and the coming what of the Jesus king. already did. But the returning of the king, because we're in the two the two comings. We're in between the two comings right now. And so it, it's our heart's cry. It's our, it's our, um, it's as Israel was crying out in the wilderness and exile in Egypt, um, you know, all these times that Israel had cried out for God. Um, this is our time of prayerful um, supplication uh, to to the Lord uh, to hasten his return. And I know that like for our church, at least with Southside and New Life is this way, and probably so many of others, including yours, this is why we probably do communion sure. on, on Christmas Eve primarily because it remembers just, because Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Right, right. And anytime you come to gather in order to remember the coming of Jesus and what he did for us, do this in remembrance of me. But you know, man, this is probably last week, um, our pastor, Pastor Michael, was talking about the rhythms of life as a Christian, you know? Yeah. And he was talking about a lot of times 
we're very good at doing the cornerstone rhythms in, in our in our life. And he said, you know, we have cornerstone rhythms of our life where we have Sunday and then we have like work on Monday and then these different practices. He goes, you know, so many times though, we have to remember that we have to have certain rhythms in our life spiritually to remember mm. what Jesus did and then what Jesus yes. is going to do. And so we talked about the, the, the big rhythms, which are, he goes Christmas and Easter. And then he goes, you know, then we have like monthly rhythms based on your church, whatever your church does. Then you normally have your weekly rhythm of we go to church every single Sunday. Sure. But he went from big picture down to every single day rhythm right. and how they all kind of connect with each other. Yeah. And if you have some, but not all, you can have some massive disconnects in your faith too. Mm. And that's where I see, it seems like a lot of people specifically in our Facebook group, I'm talking to you guys real quick, where we ask questions in the Facebook group of, are you struggling with your faith? Are you plugged in all these different things? And what we're, we're starting to realize the trend is that once people stop pulling out the rhythms of, you know, I don't want to say, um, you go to church because that's just what you do. But at the same time, it's what you should be doing because as people are starting to fall out of church, generally they get a lot more, I don't want to say weak in their faith, but I would say a lot more, um, drive's not the right word. Sincerity is not the right word. What's, what's the right word I'm looking for here, dude. Um, it's the, the excitement of it, the, the confidence, the confidence, mm -hmm. they start okay. to lose the confidence in that. And then as you pull out all these other rhythms, you know, if we start putting up these cornerstone pillars in our faith to point us back to Jesus, that's when our faith can really start to grow in the same way with the Israelites. Sure. They put the 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 the, the well, 12 stone that, structure on the other side of Jordan to remember what Jesus did there. Well, that's why they had all the feasts too, right? right it, yeah. it kept them in that rhythm of, uh, hey, look, the rhythm of life, it gets busy even for them back then. But hey, at these times, we got to focus in. Hey, at these times, at these we got to focus in. It's an intentional in. pause. Hey, exactly. It's just like what we do at New Year's, right? Every year we've had a New Year's uh, episode, and it's typically about resetting our focus. Yep. Most of the time, it's about what are we celebrating, what are we looking forward to, and how are we refocusing in on Christ and our Christian walk. So that's no, it's a hundred percent right, I, I, and I would agree with Pastor Michael that that it is is a hundred percent of staying in the rhythm of it, right? And it's uh, some people say rhythm, some people say self discipline. Oh, okay. So, uh, very often I hear you, you, you got to be disciplined in your faith, right? Mm -hmm. You got you got to have that self discipline of, hey. Here's where I'm at daily. Here's where I'm at weekly. Here's where I'm at monthly. Here's where I'm at yearly of, of what my discipline is in my Christian faith. And for me and for you, it may look a little different, right? You may say, <clears throat> hey, I'm going to listen to some, pod some Christian sermons today, podcasts, and do a devotion. Me, I might say, hey, I'm going to dive into a commentary and reading the Bible extensively every day. And then weekly, we'll go to church. And, and and do all these things, prayer meetings, whatever, whatever it may Small be, groups, right? Yeah, whatever your whatever, rhythm is. Yeah, yeah, whatever that rhythm is. But you're gonna you, you have to consistently stick with that. And I have found even in my own life, when I don't stick with those disciplines, and I let them f slip even once or twice, eh, getting back into it's hard. It's even like podcasting, right? When we take <laughs> that's a bunch, exactly what I was when, just thinking. When too, we man. take a bunch of time yep. off, it's like. Ah oh, man, this is going to seem like such a hard thing to get back into this, and oh, I got to come up with the. Uh, but I know for my, but my own and, faith takes a hit when we don't record podcasting. Because oh, definitely. What do we do when we're when we're podcasting? We're spending sometimes a couple nights thinking Studying. about. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Like normally, when we have an episode, it's not like the day before. What we're talking about. A lot of times, right. it's. I mean, <laughs> lately it's been that way because of life circumstances. But a lot of times we're like, okay, what are things we're talking about? We're mulling over ideas and sure. content because if you and I are both thinking we're going to talk about this right. in a couple weeks. 
Let's start thinking well, about it. And sometimes and we're like, it. we're what like, oh, say about you it? know, we're meeting weekly most times. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's almost like being a pastor, except for a pastor only has to worry about one sermon every week. We got two, baby. We're two to three. <laughs> so it's like, okay, that's why, you know, Mark and I, we kind of split up. All right, you, you pick a topic, I'll pick a topic and we'll study it. We'll research it. And then we'll share the notes like the day before. And then we can kind of look it over and then we, and then we do the podcast. So, um, and that's what helps with the conversation. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. So, but, but yeah, but to bring it back to Advent, then, so, so you know, the history of Advent was to focus primarily not just on Jesus's birth, but right. the fact that he will also come in again. the first way come again. So, yeah. So, so what are, what are some things that, like what is at like we've talked about what is Advent, where it came from, but what does it look like? What does it mean? Um, what are some of the things associated with Advent? Um, this little uh, bit of information came from the uh, our, our Catholic. Um, Apostolate Center. Yeah, they're Catholic friends. Yeah, yeah, our Catholic, our Catholic people. So <laughs> I thought it was a really good article, and I really um, like the symbolism. You know, that's one great thing that I love about the tradition of the Catholic Church is the symbolism. They've got such beautiful symbolism. You mean anyways. like the one on my arm? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, so what does Advent look like today? Number one, the Advent wreath is one of the best-known symbols of Advent. Mm -hmm. Traditionally made of evergreen branches formed in a circle with four candles held within. The evergreen circle is a symbol of eternal life. Green for the evergreen is considered a symbol of hope and started as a domestic tradition and, and entered into churches in the 20th century. Number two, the Advent candles are usually comprised of three purple candles and one rose or pink candle, which we discussed. The candles recall the weeks that pass until Christmas. Purple candles symbolize waiting. Rose or pink is used on the third Sunday of Advent to symbolize rejoicing, since the third Sunday of Advent is referred to as the uh, the God God day God day or rejoice the rejoice Sunday. the rejoice Sunday. We're gonna go with the We're rejoice. Going rejoice. We're going English here. <laughs> uh, they are lit. Uh, light used as a symbol of Christ being the light of the world coming through the darkness. Sometimes a white candle is placed in the middle. Uh, people use this one uh, when lit as the representation of Christ entering the world, which is typically like Southside does. That's the Christmas Eve. Or, Christmas Eve. or if Christmas is on a Sunday, then the white candle gets lit on Sunday. Right, right. Because Jesus is here, this, baby. This year is it Sunday? This year's Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Yeah, Christmas is on Sunday this year. Which I love. That's my dude. As as a pastor, like I, I know we gotta figure out with like our family and whatnot because our family situation is weird now. Um, but my favorite Sundays in the entire whatever cal- church calendar, liturgical calendar calendar is when Christmas when, Sunday. When no, it was just when holidays landed on yeah. Sundays in general, specifically Christmas. Like, I yeah. love Christmas on a Sunday, man. So it I, was just exciting. So yeah, so that that's kind of the cool of the, some of the meetings of the uh, and I'll post this this. Um, article in the show notes so people can go to the show notes and find it for itself um i don't know you've probably heard of the jesse tree right so there's a lot of people that have have you never heard of the jesse tree i don't know actually okay Okay. so the jesse tree i never knew about until i met janiel and janiel introduced me to the jesse tree and we actually did this with the kids a couple i'm gonna look this up just so i can see what it looks like the jesse tree is named for jesse the father of king david whose line can be uh be traced to saint joseph the earthly father of jesus used as a symbol to explain the Old Testament generational connection between Adam, Abraham, and Jesus, as explained in the Gospels, Matthew, and Luke. Popular symbols represent people of the Old Testament, including King David as a crown, 
and Noah as a boat. It's really cool. It was really fun. So Janiel's parents did that. Yeah, this, this is really cool, actually. I think I can't remember. I think Janiel's mom made a Jesse tree uh, for them when they were growing up, and they did the Jesse tree all the time. But I thought it was so cool. Uh, when Janiel first introduced me to it, about how it basically takes you from creation. It's, it's literally creation and consummation. Yeah, it's creation all the way to well, the coming no, to, of Christ. To the, to, to the uh, incarnation, my bad. Right. Not car- yeah. Yeah, so it's it's the it's the beginning of the earth. From creation from, from creation, creation, creation to the manger. Exactly. So it's really cool. That's really uh, neat. I've never seen it before. That's and, really and the, cool. They, they have like a, a Jesse Tree book, like devotional book that goes along with like the ornaments and that you go through the stories all the way up till Christmas. That's really cool. I've never seen it's it before. So That's really cool. neat. Um, so another thing um, is the an advent house or an advent calendar showing the passing of the days of the season. Which, Full of chocolate, baby. Which we do here at the Fuller House <laughs> as well. So I almost got an ad. I wanted to get the advent coffee calendar from Honest Coffee, but it was like so 200 expensive. bucks and I ain't paying for that. Yeah, nope. no. So popular with children, they serve as a way to provide activities and reflections of the season to draw them deeper into faith. December 24th is usually a scene of the nativity used as a visual tool of preparation and patiently waiting for Christ to come into our lives. Number five, the giving tree is a variation of the Jesse tree that became popular in the 20th century which we actually have a giving treat where I work, but I don't think they... I mean, we have one at church for years, yeah. Yeah, they don't really understand where it came from, but they, we have a giving tree. But it, it's a tradition. Yeah, so the custom has communities decorated uh, decorate a tree with tags indicating gifts for children in need at Christmas. Intended to remind Christians of the teaching of Jesus, what you do for the uh, to the least of these, you do to me, Matthew 25, 40. So the final thing we're going to talk about uh, is number six, the nativity scene or the krasha is used to com- co- uh, commemorate the humble birth of Christ created by St. Francis of Assisi. <gasps> St. Francis made the what? In the 13th oh, century. I love, love these even more To now. emphasize the humility of the savior of the world coming as a poor child. There are many different designs and themes used, including stone or wax figures, as well as human and animal actors. In some locations, a variation is included that has the manger empty until Christmas Eve as a celebration of Christ's arrival as a child. Culturally, certain countries will change the look of the krasha, including more towers, houses, mountains, than what was traditionally used in the 13th century. I did not know St. Francis made the manger. Like, so... um. This was super fun. So Beth and I last year we were in Chicago for Christmas, right? So right. we went to the uh, the German market, whatever that the German market is. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we went to one of those, and they were selling at one of the booths nativity scenes made from olive trees from oh, yeah. Jerusalem. So you can get those at uh, ChristianBook.com as well. Yeah, but it's just so cool because I was talking with the guy. I'm like, you have an accent. He goes, Yeah, I'm from Jerusalem. Like that's, that's awesome. And so I bought one for 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 Beth and I, and then we bought one for Joe and Amanda. Sure. And I think Joe Joe remind me, dude. I, shout out to my brother in law Joe. Um, I think he has. I think it's frankincense. I think there's actually a little piece of frankincense like inside the actual nativity scene. Sure. So, um, but yeah, I'm here about nativity scenes all over my house. So all yeah. Over so I love nativity scenes too. And a matter of fact, we do um this thing with the kids where uh it, we have we do uh, the little uh, people nativity scene well, the it's, a, it's a plush like manger okay and it has um so 20 24 pieces of straw 24 pieces of like felt cut out straw okay and it comes with baby jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes and so each day you go through and you uh you thank god you do a prayer the kids do a prayer to thank god for something in their life right and then they put the straw 
in the manger for 24 days. They put 20, you know, mm. a piece of straw in it for 24 days. Preparing then, them, preparing the way for on, baby Jesus. And then on Christmas, they, uh, they have to do a, a like a hunt, like a kind of like, um, Elf on I shelf remember hump. us talking about this. So yeah, they, they got to go find baby Jesus. They, they got to go find baby he Jesus lost. and put him at Walmart, man, and, and put him in the manger. And so whoever finds them, then they then the next person, the whoever, whatever kid puts them in the manger. So if if they can't find baby Jesus, do you? So it's okay, guys. Awesome. Joseph and Mary couldn't so, find Jesus. But either. we also like, ha- do you guys roll? <laughs> we also do a thing called like it's like the opposite, or it's like similar to the elf on the shelf, but it's not. So we do uh, a story. It's called like find the shepherd. So it's like a little plush shepherd, huh. and we hide him throughout the house. The kids have to find him, but it's all about the shepherd being lost, and we got to continue to keep finding because he keeps losing his way on the way to the manger. And then on Christmas, you know, they find him and they put him next to baby Jesus. I've never heard of some it's of these traditions. Really, it's really fun with the kids. So I know we're not quite going into. I mean, we still talk about more about the conversation, sure, sure. but something that Beth and I were we started last year because her church did this. So um, during COVID, actually, to kind of help. You know, COVID was such a hard. Not, no, it wasn't COVID. Um, coming out of out of that, it was when she was moving out, and so it was the year of you know COVID and all these other different things. It was twenty twenty. But what her church did was they made Advent um, packages for the every family in the church. So every family oh, in the awesome. church got like candles and the wreath and that's so and cool. color activities and different things. And you're supposed to do it once a week, kind of in in remembrance, preparing for Christmas. So right. we started that last year. And so we're planning on doing that again this that's year. That's sweet. So that's that's kind of our, our big thing that we Maybe do. Maybe that's that the event. Christmas episode. We'll go through a bunch of like historical Christmas traditions. Oh, that'd be a lot of fun. Last year's so, Christmas episode was a lot of fun talking about a bunch of is was it, it, it was it real or not? The, the historical Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No. Right now. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah. So what is the significance of Advent? I mean, we kind of really hit it home, but I just want to make sure just, nobody just make forgets. sure we nail it, baby. Nail it. So uh, we've talked about it's it's the looking back, looking forward. Um, I forget what I oh Elizabeth uh, Hindman from Lifeway Woman explains why Advent is important to her. Right, so she says first, Advent has challenged me to focus on Jesus in the weeks leading up to Christmas. Second, Advent builds anticipation. When I think and read about the prophets predicting Jesus's birth, I am thankful for the hope of Jesus. Observing Advent has taught me to focus on what Jesus's coming means for me. Advent has helped me anticipate the coming of Christ, both the celebration of his first coming to earth and uh, as one of us and his eventual uh, return victorious. Also, uh, this uh, article from Why Christmas, which is a really good article too, says there are three meanings of coming that Christians uh, describe in Advent. The first and most thought of happened about 2,000 years ago when Jesus came to the world as a baby to live as a man and die for us. The second can happen now as Jesus wants to come into our lives now. And the third will happen in the future when Jesus comes back in the world as king and judge, not a baby. So I really wanted to bring this piece of art, this article in because I really liked how they said, well, it's kind of a threefold thing, right? Because it's not just about what he did then, but it's also about him coming into our lives now, right? And becoming mm-hmm. king of our hearts. And then eventually he will come back as king of the entire, well, he already is king of the entire universe, but like he will establish his, his kingdom. Um, so it's kind of really cool uh, to see that the significance um, has so much meaning of Advent. And these are the things that as this month progresses towards Christmas and as the hustle and bustle of holiday and, you know, Christmas parties and getting trees and making cookies and wrapping gifts and getting gifts and sending out holiday cards, all this stuff is going on. 
these are some things that we can think about along the way to help us remember really what this season is about. We know that it's not that Jesus didn't actually wasn't actually born on the 25th. If you go back to last year's episode, you don't understand why. But um, this the reason why we celebrated at this time is 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 to is that remembrance, right? It's that uh, it's that focusing in. It's halfway through this year, and another six months it'll be Easter. Uh, well, I guess it's like four months. But like, back yeah, four then, months. But it's about the halfway point is when they started it back then. So, uh, you know, this is a good time, um, almost like a, a, a biannually, uh, it's time to check yourself. <laughs> and yeah, let's, and, let's check yourself for a whole month. And rather than just doing it, it's like what you just said. Yeah, so instead of just, you know, okay, so it's Christmas Eve, so now we go to Christmas Eve service, and then Christmas morning we wake up and yay, presents, and you're already back off to it. Right. It's for us as Christians, you know, we're living in a world where, I mean, the Apostle Paul said it, and even Timothy is, you know, the days are evil. And, you know, renew your mind because the days are evil. And so many times our minds get weighed down with the issues of life and the thoughts of life and work and family and kids and and promotions and losing jobs and family struggles and kids struggles and happy moments and sad moments. But if we remember and we keep the main thing, the main thing, and what is the main thing is the fact that God has created the whole world and he sent a savior to redeem the world. And if we have been redeemed in Christ, we are part of his family and he's going to come again, and right. he's going to make all things new. And if we can keep that the focus of our minds here this Christmas season, that's what's going to make this Christmas season, I think, impactful more than any other season. Right. And that's why Advent is so, so stinking cool, where we can well, literally for four weeks focus in on focus Christ. in and just remember what Jesus has done right. so focus, and what we'll do. Focus on the family said this in, in an article called Why is Advent Important? It says, our hope is in the truth and in the power of God. Learning what the Bible says about Advent can help you and your family prepare for this upcoming season. Just as Christ came the first time, he is sure to come the second time. As a family discusses passages of scripture like Isaiah 9, 2 through 7, Peace is a power, uh, uh, I'm sorry, that was a period there, period, I missed the power. Peace is a powerful theme at the birth of Jesus Christ. Not only do all the angels tell Mary, the wise men, and the shepherds, don't be afraid, they announce the coming of peace with the birth of a baby boy. In Luke 2, 8 through 14, they proclaim, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased, Luke 2, 14. Talking with our family about the love God showed us at the birth of Christ gets at the very heart of who God is and all he has done for us. A wonderful passage to discuss is 1 John 4, 9 through 11. There, God shows his love to us by sending his son into the world. And now, in response, we become people of love. Then, the message of joy is like lighting a, cold, a fire in a cold, dead fireplace. It is a gift of God to his people. We can enjoy God's grace in every time of life. God's joy is even in our darkness. As the hymn teaches us to sing about Jesus' birth, the weary world rejoices. A place where the Bible mentions Advent is, is the joy of the wise men when they saw the star. Matthew two, ten through 11. So, uh, during this, this time, uh, just, uh, continue to focus in as a family, um, as a single person, uh, as a church brother or sister, as a pastor, as a wife, as a husband, this as a is, teen, this as is, a college kid, this is the time when we can come together as a child, as a, child? Uh, <laughs> as, as a, as a little puppy. As, as, what? 
I was trying to throw you off. As a little <laughs> you person. Did. You did. A little puppy, you said. I'm like, wait, puppy. <laughs> wait a second. But anyway, but no, Anyways, no matter who you are. So no matter who you are, you can come before the throne humbly and and just thank God for coming to this earth, for making this plan, because without this plan, we'd all be lost. Without God, we would never be. And yet we are, and we have such great opportunities to have special moments like this holiday season with family and friends sharing special times and memories together. And check this out, RTC fam. We want to help you during this Advent season. Keep oh, your you gonna, eyes you and it? mind focused on Do Jesus. It. I am. So check this out. It's it's going to be not exactly to the church calendar because this episode is coming out technically a you know, right at the first week of Advent, so <laughs> we're a little late. But we want to send you five emails over the course of this month to help keep your eyes and your eyes and your mind and your your thoughts engaged on Jesus this Advent season. So what you can do right now, this is not on any social media at all. You have to go to realtalkchristianpodcast.com. There'll be a pop-up that shows up on the website where it says, do you want to receive the five Advent devotionals for this season? You put in your name, your email, you click go. And over the course of December, we'll send you five different emails, one for each one of the candles, like the, yep. the different weeks of Advent leading up to Jesus actually coming and what that means for us. So I know a lot of you guys in the Facebook group have said, hey, it'd be great if we could do a Bible study or great if we can do devotional content or whatever. Here's so your opportunity. Here's your opportunity. <laughs> exactly. So. All you got to do is go to realtalkchristianpodcast.com right now and then fill in that little pop-up information. You'll get a little thank you email and then you'll get five more emails over the course of December. But if you sign up a little bit too late and you get into the email chain and all of a sudden you're like, yo, Mark Fuller, I'm missing like day one and two because uh, your boy's a little late. Just just email us and we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll send, we'll to send no them to deal. you. It's, it's really not and, that big of a deal. And You've probably heard it if you're on social media. If you're we'll, on Facebook, we'll, you already know. We'll, we'll, we're going to announce this you already know. before this episode appears, but just in case you have not been on our social media and have not seen or heard this yet. Another reason why you should be in the Facebook group. Now you know. So I've got two quotes, and those are my final thoughts, and then I'm good. And then I'm good too, man. So let's right. do those two quotes and do All some right. fun facts and get out of here in under an hour. So, Whoa. oh, no, 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 it's not going to happen. Oh, so, man. Uh, my boy, R.C. Sproul. Oh, looking at your ministry, baby. So uh, he says, the Advent season is that time when we seek to, in a manner of speaking, mute our memory of what we are, are, are what has already happened, that we might brighten our joy that it happened. We leave the already of his Advent to taste the bitter of the not yet. We, in short, go back that we might look forward to his coming. And then Justin Martyr. Good old Justin Martyr. If people says, don't know, he's one of the first martyrs. That's what, yeah. Second century. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but if so, great a power is shown to have followed and to still be uh, still following the dispensation of his suffering. How great shall that be which shall follow his glorious advent? For he shall come on the clouds of the Son of Man, so Daniel foretold, and his angels shall come with him. Time for Fun Facts with Fuller. <laughs> that laugh, man. You know, I Gotta think the reason it. why we had issues reading was because this font was a little little. So the, Our yeah, notes are, the notes the look good on the computer, but... The next notes I expanded already. Six, I'm like, these, these <laughs> I'm like, letters are little on my screen and they're tiny, little on your screen, too. so tiny. <laughs> We're trying Anyways. our best, guys. Yeah. 
I, but dude, I think the font 18 size works the best. I, for I us. agree. Font 18. That's what I try to do my notes so, at too. Yep. The fun fact of the day. To bring us into Advent. What since, is it? You know, we're getting ready to share those nice holiday fe- feasts. I guess we're, you know, it's type, type of... out the fine china. Well, did you know that tablecloths were originally designed to be used as one big communal napkin? Shut up. What? When no. they were first invented, guests were meant to wipe off their hands and faces on the tablecloth after a messy dinner party. So when your mom, when you were growing up and your mom's Man, like, don't I wipe beat for that. Don't wipe your hands and your face on the tablecloth. You can be like, hey, mom. Dude, I used to get so much... Now, let's be honest. I... My kids get in trouble big time for doing that, but too. But see, you can't because that's what they were made for. So if, if I'm eating fact. snack, you know, having a little snack snack during RTC, and I just start wiping just my hands off on this, this I, blue tablecloth, that's what they, it's meant for. They wash. And Janelle can't be mad at us. They wash. No, it should just make me wash it. That's true. So, make you wash it. Do you say wash, wash or wash? Wash, wash, wash. Like, like George Washington? Like Washington. I don't know why people say Washington at an R wash. in there. It makes no sense. We got to do the hard R. Washington. Washington. You know what else doesn't make sense? What is that? If people... Or listen to the show, and you're not part of the Facebook group yet. I know. It just does not make sense. You know, we've had a lot of new followers on Instagram, a lot of new subscribers on YouTube, a lot of new followers on Facebook. But the best way to continue engaging with these conversations and having a whole lot of fun is over in the Facebook group. Like, we ask, like, what's your favorite smell? What's your favorite sound? What's your favorite water type? And... If We've had a lot of fun questions and serious questions, too. If you don't have social media, because we have many listeners that do that not have true. social media, that's true. and that's fine. You can reach out to us at 574-400-5352, realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com. Either one of those ways. Don't forget to go and sign up for the ad. Sign up, baby. Sign up today, right now. Really, just realtalkchristianpodcast.com. If you're driving. A po- no, no, you can do this when you're you're driving, driving pull over. Nah, Stop the car. Nah, bro. And get in and beep. If you're on a Tesla, you can just do autopilot and do it, I guess. But Dude, we ain't that bougie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you like talking about that because you're talking about bougie in a couple of weeks. But seriously, that's all you got to do is go to the website. A pop-up will just magically show up. Put in your name, email, go, and then you're ready to rock and roll, baby. And that's that, it. That's it. It's that simple. And if you haven't already, please, please, please leave us a podcast review at Apple Podcast, or you can leave us a rating on Spotify, but it's not as fun because then we can't read your comments on the show. But if you do recommend us on Facebook, we can read your comments on yes. the show. Yes, we can. Because we and need so to do that. Any of that. All, all the things. All, all the things. the things. Well, and, I think uh, we nailed all the things. Well, we did all except for one. Uh, yeah, so if you get a hold of us, there may or may not be a special piece of swag that may be out. Get a hold of us at realtalkchristianpodcastg at gmail.com to see if it is available yet. Uh-oh. Our music just stopped. All right. I guess we got to end the episode, don't we? Sounds good. I love it, guys. We love you guys. Have a happy Advent season, and until next time, take it easy.